Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. Make sure you listen every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also check out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Saturday, September 26th. We have a little special Saturday episode for you this week so we could get one in person. Um, just pushed it back from our regular Friday time slot, but we're still going to cover the same stuff. Yeah, get to some NFL, our oh, yeah. thoughts on Thursday, some news. And then uh, predicting for Sunday. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think we'll start with just going over the uh, the Thursday night game. It was, a, it was a good game. It was. It was all right. It was I mean, surprising to me. I I expected it to be way closer. I think I even picked the Jaguars. I think you picked, we both uh, picked yeah. the Jags. So that hurts. But the Dolphins ended up winning thirty-one to thirteen. Um, just some thoughts. Ryan Fitzpatrick actually looked pretty good, but I mean, like he always looks good. Eighteen for 20. he never looks that terrible. I mean, yeah, I'll throw a couple picks here and there. Um, he went eighteen for twenty, hundred sixty yards, two touchdowns, hundred thirty-three QBR, and then he ran seven times for thirty-eight yards and a touchdown. But on the flip side, Gardner Minshew did not look the greatest. 30 for 42, 275 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, four sacks, and a QBR of 79. He also had three rushes for 22 yards, averaged 7.3 yards a carry, but had a fumble. Yeah, yeah, that didn't look great. I think turnovers are definitely an issue, especially when you have no touchdowns, you know? Yeah. Um, but also, he kind of looked overmatched. You know, his, his offensive line didn't look good. His receivers didn't look like they were getting a lot of separation. I mean, his leading receiver was his running back yeah. for six catches for 83 yards. Um, the next closest guy was five for 35. And that was also running back. Yeah. Um, so that that's a problem. It just seemed like he was – they were just a little overmatched. And um, I think we're starting to see a little bit of what the Jaguars really are. Yeah. I don't. I, I will say I don't think they're as bad as what I think we said two and fourteen, something like that, or like three and thirteen around there. Yeah, I, I would. I would give them like maybe four or five wins, but uh, they're they're not a good team. I think we saw a little bit more of what the Jaguars really are. Um, the Dolphins, though, I remember I said I said they need to run the football more. You did say that, and they did. Fitzpatrick only attempted twenty passes. And uh, they ran the ball 36 times. That's the kind of ratio you need, especially when you're rebuilding. Well, there's a lot of teams in this league that, I mean, it's good for them if the quarter drops, the quarterback drops back about 25, 26 times yeah. a game. That's Baker Mayfield. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick. That Kirk, is Cousins. Kirk Cousins. It, those type of quarterbacks, those level of quarterbacks. But one thing I did want to say, I mean, I know we were pretty down on the Jags uh, before the season started. And then the first two weeks almost kind of shocked us a little bit. Like, wow, are they actually not terrible? Well, this week affirmed uh, that they're not good. Our thought of, you know, them not being good. But I I will say they appear, um, like I said, we always uh, reference our idol Colin Coward, you know. Um, He was saying that they might play their way right out of Trevor Lawrence. They, They don't appear as bad as the Jets and Giants. They're not going to have a – they might not have a top three pick. And I don't think Lawrence is going to be there available after the top three. No. I think even – he was talking um, about this. I don't know what your opinions are. Do you really think the Jets or Giants could move off Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones? Um, I think they should. I don't think they will. Um, I think personally the Jets need to get a new head coach. Adam Gase is the worst head coach in the league. He is 32nd. 
If I had to rank him, he would be dead last. I actually might put a couple coordinators above him. I think Eric Bieniemy would be a better head coach. Yeah. Um. And anyway, I would put a I would put a couple assistants above Adam Gase. He is probably the fortieth best head coaching candidate right now. He's just really bad. He's terrible. He doesn't get along with any of his good players. He doesn't know how to utilize one of the best backs in the league, Le'Veon Bell. We could all rip him, but let's be real here. When he got to New York, he was one of the best backs in the league. Yeah, he was. That's a simple fact. Statistically, um, his impact on the game, he was a top five back in the league. He's disintegrated there, and I don't think it's all him. Um, he's had a couple injuries here and there, but I don't think it's all him. I think it's how they're using him. And um, it, it, the organization's just a mess, and it starts well, it starts higher up, to be honest with you. But Adam Gase isn't helping the situation at all. Um, you need a strong, you know, affirmative grown-up in the room yeah. when you have a dysfunctional organization like that. So I, I personally wouldn't move off Darnold. I would move off Daniel Jones, though. Here's why. He wasn't even good in college. Uh, I, I, thought the pick, I, I thought the pick was a reach. What was he picked? Sixth overall? Yeah. I thought the pick was a reach to begin with. He didn't even show a lot of flashes of NFL talent in college. And although he's shown ability to be a consistent game manager, he hasn't shown an ability to consistently go out and win games with special arm talent. No, yeah. And to just go back to the Jets' head coaching issues, what a dysfunctional team needs like that is a coach like Bill Belichick. Uh, you know, you look at what he was able yeah. to do in, in New England and just like the no-nonsense type of stuff. That's what the Jets need if they're going to turn this franchise around. They need to turn the franchise around completely. They need well, to draft better players. They need to draft better because this past draft well, for they the Jets do. was terrible. And they need to sign people too. When you yeah. draft Jamal Adams and you hope that he develops into a top five guy in the league and he ends up de- developing into a top three at his position in the league and then you don't sign him, what's the point? Yeah. Um, we've been over that before. That's GM and ownership. It is. And uh, back, back to Daniel Jones here, it's like, it's like if you're not going to be – you have to be – exceptionally good at something, right? Russell Wilson can escape people. Lamar, speed. Um, Mahomes is, is his arm and his arm angles. Um, you even get a guy like Brady. It's his brain. It's his wits. Um, and even him, he's 6'5", or 6'4", you know, two-something. He's big. He's strong. You get a guy like Roethlisberger. He's huge in the pocket. Yeah. Hard to bring down. And then people, yeah, and then people point to, to I think that Minshew could be a, a franchise quarterback. I don't think Daniel Jones is. People are like, you really think that Minshew is better than Daniel Jones? Uh, well, he's better at something. Minshew is is can evade the rush. He's a better leader. He's he has more. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, this is gonna kill me. Okay, well, he he he's a better leader. That that's basically what I was getting. He's a better leader. He he has better escapability. Um, and I, I personally I think he is a more accurate passer. There was a play last year. He's rolling to his right on a full tilt. You know, he's got one of those outside linebackers that run like a, a four four forty. At you know, two hundred fifty pounds, which right. is insane. Is so he's running for his life yeah. at this point. And on that type of run, on a dead sprint, he throws an absolute laser beam, actually outside of the boundary in the front corner of the end zone yeah. to DJ Chark. And there was, you know, maybe like the football plus a couple inches on every side for him to fit that ball in, and it was a perfect throw. Um, I actually, I think you have to be really good at something. I think Daniel Jones is a lot of average. Yeah, he is. He's a lot of average. He reminds me of a taller – he could be the type of quarterback of like a Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got a big body. He can move a little bit. But you're not going to move the pocket with him like you can with Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, et cetera. Um, I think Daniel Jones is a more – like I said, a more of a of a Kirk Cousins guy. 
not ex- not incredibly mobile, can manipulate the pocket a little bit, dump it down, short, intermediate, um, decent deep ball, not not great. Um, he's not going to zip the ball in there a, a ton. So personally, anyway, back to what we were originally talking about, I wouldn't move off Darnold because I think he's been a, a, an insane – Insanely good leader, I guess. Um, the dude had mono last year and still came back to win like six out of eight down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible, um, especially with that talent that he was given. Personally, mono uh, sucks. So oh, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of that. people have had it. I've also had it. It's terrible. Yeah, you just want to like not be alive for like two weeks, yeah, pretty you just much. I want to lay in bed for yeah. like a month and a half. Yeah. Um, so I, I personally wouldn't move off Arnold. I think he's shown flashes of greatness, while Jones has only showed flashes of meh. Mm-hmm. So I would if, – if the Giants got the first pick, I would draft Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is a – is a no matter what quarterback you have pretty much. Um, like there's a very select few situations that I wouldn't draft Trevor Lawrence in. Like theoretically even – I do like Minshew, but even if the Jaguars got the, a top pick and, and Lawrence was available, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, He's that type of Andrew Luck prospect that you're like, okay, we got to take this guy. Um, he's so good. I mean think about the Colts. They moved off Peyton Manning. To take to take Andrew Luck, yeah, and I think um, I think Trevor Lawrence could be that type of prospect. I mean, I I definitely think so. But just while you were talking about Daniel Jones, there, it just came to my head. I mean, the New York Giants. What is it with them and average quarterbacks? <laughs> I, I know. Even Eli Manning, who is gonna be a Hall of Famer, was incredibly average. Yeah. He finished a 500 quarterback. Mm-hmm. His touchdown interception ratio was like two, which isn't great. Um, I, I mean, for in comparison, Brady is like it's like a 3.2 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so but, I mean, he's just incredibly average. He's very average. He's thrown like 244 picks in his entire career. Like it's yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, uh, I mean, that just about does it for a Thursday night. Uh, yeah, we got into a little segue there. I kind of like that um, little little side piece on Daniel Jones and Sam Donald there. Um, was, uh, get to the news. I want to hit yeah. our hockey update real quick. Guys, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup. Tampa is up 3-1 in the series. Chance to close it out and win the Cup tonight. Um, that is at 8 p.m. tonight. And uh, – yeah, Tampa Bay is looking to close it out. Tampa Bay is looking good. They just look electric. I watched them the other night when I said I was, you know, predicting Dallas to win and whatever. We can breeze past that, right? <laughs> so, I mean, they just look really fast. They're getting a lot of pucks to the net, and they get a lot of bodies to the net, and they do a great job on defense blocking shots. I think in the in the entire first and second period combined, I think Dallas recorded like six shots on net. Yeah, that's two full periods that's of play insane. because Tampa Bay was just so good on defense. Well, they, they, they got Steven Stamkos back, right? Yeah. I saw one video on him, of him on Twitter. When you get him back, that's an instant jolt. Yeah. Um, just a little hockey still. Yeah, too. I mean, whether you think he's great or not, he hasn't really won too many of the big games, and I don't think he has a cup or anything yet. Um, he reminds me a lot of like a Matt Ryan. He's going to put up some stats, really talented, but yeah. doesn't usually win big games. Not crazy like that next level with Sidney Crosby, Ovechkin, et cetera. Steven Stamkos is a very, very talented player. And is, whenever you get him back, especially because he's such a leader and he's probably the most skilled offensive uh, guy on that um, on that roster, it, it, it's obviously a big thing. Um, so it, it, it definitely showed. Yeah. Um, oh, man, don't even let me hear about this trade. A little more news uh, in hockey. With the the Penguins, Penguins must be tanking or something. Penguins trade forward Patrick 
Hornquist for Mike Matheson and Colton Sviewer. I don't even know. It doesn't even matter his name because it's not going to be good as Patty Hornquist. I mean, here's my thing. Hornquist has some very timely goals in the playoffs in 2016-2017. He played really well his entire uh, career here in Pittsburgh. And uh, the fans loved him. He was a fan favorite. But I do have to say, towards the end of this year, he was declining. Not even just towards the end, but all season long, really. Um, he wasn't putting up the numbers he usually does. He looked slower. He's getting into his late 30s. And, I did see that a little bit. And, and this is the time, if you're going to deal him and get young talent for him, this is the time where you deal him like he's still worth something. Yeah, uh, I guess. But, but in the beginning of his decline. Um, I don't like to see him go. I wish we could have found a way to keep him at least for another year or two. And, uh, I, I mean, Jim Rutherford, usually, usually a pretty good GM. No, yeah, I, I agree. Um, it just sucks to see him go, so yeah, that hurts a little bit. But uh, uh, some more news: SEC football's back today. It is. Um, I mean, as of eleven forty-four a.m. on here on this Saturday, I don't think any games have played yet. I'm watching that Kentucky Auburn game today. I'm pumped up for that. It's gonna be a good day. I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching a lot of uh, college football, especially later the later games. Um, just some some bigger matchups we could let you guys know about Kansas State. And uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma opens as a twenty-seven and a half point favorite. <laughs> people, people, that means if you take uh, Oklahoma to cover, which I guarantee a lot of people will, that you have them winning by four touchdowns. Yeah, I'm gonna look at some games and four extra points, which sometimes is always a given. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, twenty-seven and a half points, and the over/under is sixty-one and a half. Even this game, gotta I, love college football. Yeah, even this game, I've been looking at Louisville and Pittsburgh. It's gonna be uh, cool. Pitt's actually favored by two and a half. They are, and have you seen those gray jerseys? Are they wearing them today? They are. That's oh, what they're, I'm gonna have to watch that. They're unveiling them for uh, for the game today. That's gonna be cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you said Kentucky Auburn. Yeah, Kentucky. That's a ranked. That's a ranked matchup. Kentucky's at 23, Auburn at eight. Auburn does open a six and a half point favorite though, and a 40 um, and a half over under. Um, if I was going to take this, I would definitely take Auburn to win. I would take Auburn to cover, and I would take the under. Um, I think it's going to be closer, though, than people think. I think a lot of people are thinking, okay, yeah, yeah, the line's at six and a half for Auburn. I think it's going to be – a lot of people are thinking it's going to be like a two-touchdown game. Yeah. I think it could very easily just be a seven-point game. Yep. Um, I also wouldn't be shocked if uh, if Kentucky did cover. Yep. Um, and we got Texas at Texas Tech. Texas opens as a 17-and-a-half-point favorite which is a lot considering Texas Tech can put up some points. Um, so that's kind of shocking, yeah. yeah. That's nuts. Let's see what other big games. We got Florida at um, Ole Miss. Oh, that's uh, a big Florida one. opens at a, as a two-touchdown favorite. I probably like them to cover. I like them to win. Yeah, Florida's looked really good in the past couple of years for sure. Um, let's see here. A game that I'm probably going to watch uh, right here. Where'd it go? Uh, Texas State and Boston College. Uh, Phil yep, Jacoby. Phil. Playing for Boston College today. And he looked good. He looked really good. I know we talked about him on, I think it was our what, Monday episode last week. Yeah, because he would have played Saturday. Um, Boston College favored by 19 and a half. Not really surprising there. Texas State, really not that great. Uh, over under at 57. I like my man Phil to uh, to get the over there. All right. I, think, I do too. I think they're going to um, put up a lot of points. I think uh, the only way that that over doesn't get met is if Boston, like when Boston College shuts down Texas State. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, we we got uh, Mississippi State at LSU. LSU opens as a fourteen and a half point favorite. I like them to win. I like them to cover. Um, Army at Cincinnati. That's a ranked matchup. Twenty two versus fourteen. Cincinnati's ranked fourteenth. Cincinnati opens as an eleven and a half and a half point favorite. 
Um, I do like them to win. I don't like them to cover. WVU at uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's favored by six and a half. Um, I like Oklahoma State, but I will take WVU to cover that. I think it'll be a close game. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Oklahoma State beats WVU by that much. WVU football in the past, I think two. Not three bad. They're getting years, a little bit been, better. They've been climbing. Um, Austin Dodge, I believe, is their quarterback. Uh, or no, uh, what is his name? Something Dodge. J- Justin Jarrett Dodge. There it is. Um, he's looked pretty decent. Yeah. So, and then we got a couple other big games. Alabama favored by 28 and a half over Missouri. I can see that too, though. I could seriously see them covering that. We'll see, though. Missouri is just not a good football team. No, no, they're just not good. Um, Grant Creeker, shout out on Alabama there from Yeah. Um, Let's see who else we got. Oh, oh um, Georgia at Arkansas. Georgia's a 27 and a half point favorite. I think they roll Arkansas. Arkansas is not a good team. That's about all I got. Uh, I just wanted to touch on there's some big buy teams this week. Clemson not playing this week. North Carolina isn't playing this week. Notre Dame and Wake Forest. Uh, I think that's all, probably going to be a lot of just on the buy with these wonky schedules. Yeah, some people are going to have weird. like two or three buys. Like technically, this is like week four. The SEC, like this is technically four, the fourth week of college football, and the SECs haven't even played a game yet. I don't yeah. think anyone's actually played four games yet, but technically it's the fourth week of college football. Yeah, and I know Clemson's now, this is their second bye of the season, and it's week four. It's just kind of crazy. So, um, you know, that's what you got to expect. Yeah, just kind of kind of strange here. Yeah. Um, so we're going to just dip in here, look at the MLB for a little bit, because I know we have a loaded football show. Uh, we have a couple minutes left in this segment, so – we're going to get you some uh, MLB news and, and where teams would fall in the playoffs if it, if it ended today. Um, so, let's see. The AL leaders, uh, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Oakland, all have clinched, uh, as well as the, the White Sox, uh, the Indians, the Yankees, and the Houston Astros have all clinched. But the wild card race is it's in full swing right yeah. now. Toronto has clinched. Uh, the Angels, and then Seattle, and then after that. They're taking three wildcard teams this year, right? Uh, let me see. So what you're looking at here is so you get these three teams. Yeah. So the, you get the AL leaders, and then you get the, uh, and then the second place. Team. And then one technically wildcard team. And so you take, the th- yeah, you take the three winners and then the four best records, and then from there you go wildcard. Okay. Or you go second place. I'm sorry. Yeah. You go second place. But, I mean, look, that's a finished – it's finished. There, yeah, nobody so else we, can get in. Yeah, is it? Oh, yeah. Everybody's clinched. Okay, yeah. So the AL matchups would be Blue Jays. Versus, uh, these could fluctuate though, depending on you know, where the team's seating. Fall, yeah. yeah. Um, right now it's Blue Jays versus Rays at the eight-one, um, and then the White Sox at seven versus the number two seeded A's, six seeded Astros who just clinched last night, um, versus the number three seeded Twins, and then the five Yankees versus the four Cleveland Indians, who have been kind of surprising this year. Yeah, they have. Uh, they dealt guys like Corey Kluber, Trevor Bauer, and they're still um, – even Mike Clevenger, they're still competitive. They're still, you know, yep. up there. Um, well, yeah, good, good to get to the NL. A uh, little piece of news out of the NL before I go over it. Colorado is now officially mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, which is kind of crazy because remember how hot of a start they got yeah, off Yeah, they had to. a really good start. Um, I wonder what, how Charlie Blackman's doing. Because, you know, he was uh, – I mean, he was tearing it up there for a little bit. But uh, I wonder how he I wonder how he ends up doing. Oh, he's still hitting 308. At one point, he was hitting like 500. Yeah. They're like, what, 16 games, something like that, which yeah. is crazy. But your NL leaders, Atlanta, uh, Chicago, and the Dodgers all locked it up. The second-place team, the Padres, 
the Cardinals and the Marlins, and then the wild card team uh, in the NL is Cincinnati. So that is also a lot. Yeah, Cincinnati clinched as well. But um, St. Louis is the only one who hasn't locked up second place. Yeah, San Fran could sneak in there. Yeah, San Fran could sneak in and, and take St. Louis's spot. They're only there. a game back. Absolutely. Um, Pittsburgh actually owned oh, no, the can... Pittsburgh twelve how games. Is this back. work mathematically eliminated. <laughs> I got. I got to look at how this is working. Okay, so they take two wild card teams. Oh, do they? Yes. So what we were looking at in the AL, I guess they bunch one of the wild cards into here because they're tied there. Oh. Gotcha. Um. So they'll actually Cincinnati and San Fran are in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if both of them, okay, so it says here the Cardinals and the Giants can each clinch a postseason spot either by winning two or more games or a combination of a victory and a loss, um, by the Brewers or the Phillies. Okay, <clears throat> so it, it's heating up, it is heating up. This is, I love this last little push, little yeah. race in the playoffs. I know it's been exciting the like two years where it was. Where the pirates were kind of in it, and it was like, oh, well, we'll the pirates are still back. in it. They're only twelve games back. Yeah, we're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. No, no, <laughs> mathematically, yeah, whatever. We're I still mean, in the race here, people. This this time of year for I'm baseball, pretty sure we locked so up the number cool. one overall pick, though. I would hope so. I think so. I would hope so too. I mean, we deserve it after that season. I'm <clears throat> um, going over the NL matchups real quick here. Still probably deal. Um, the number eight Giants versus the number one Dodgers, number seven Reds, number two Braves, six Marlins. Who clinched for the first time in seven years or seventeen years? Um, the three Cubs versus three Cubs, and then the five Cardinals versus the four Padres. It's exciting. It is. It's exciting. Playoff baseball is coming. I can't wait. But what I can't wait for even more is Sunday, and we're going to get to our predictions after a break. So don't go anywhere. We're back. Uh, we're going to get to some football here. Predictions for NFL Sunday. Really, really interesting. Um, week today, we just have a lot of interesting games, a lot of interesting matchups. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll kind of pick our favorites and then go from there. Um, oh yeah. Um, one of my favorites is, is the, uh, the LA Rams at the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. A little, that is going to be, it's not too cold yet. So it shouldn't be a problem for the, uh, the road Rams there. No. Um, Buffalo's favored by two and a half and the over under is 46 and a half. NFL football. I love predicting. What do you think? I'm thinking right now. I like the Bills. I like the Bills to win, and I like them. They cover the spread. I think it's going to be a really close game, maybe a field goal, maybe a touchdown at most of garbage time points. But I think it's going to be super close. I think Josh Allen's going to look really good. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's looked really good this year. I do. I'm going to go um, with the – I'm going to go with the Rams, though. Okay. Um. I, I just like – I like Jared Goff. I like Sean McVay, the misdirection that they use. Um, I do like their running game recently too. Yeah, it's been looking decent. Um, and I, I just think that uh, the way they move the pocket, the way they get a lot of guys involved, Cooper Cup, um, you know, their, their backs, the Josh Reynolds, Tyler Higby, they spread the football nice. I think I think Buffalo's defense is a little too young right now. I think I can give them another year. They'll be able to easily stop this team. But I think Sean McVay is going to kind of take over this game. Yeah. Um, what do you think an over under 46 and a half? I'm gonna take the over. I think both the offenses over. are really, really good. I think both offenses are a good lot of points. Well. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm gonna go with the over. Um, all right, San Fran. Actually, that's not one of my favorite games. We'll get to that one last. Um, we'll go with Green Bay and New Orleans. It's the Sunday night game. 
Um, New Orleans opens as a three-point favorite. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Who do you like? Well, the Saints are coming off kind of a bad week. Um, Packers always look pretty good. But I'm going to have to go with my gut. When I looked at this game, I thought Saints. And I do like Drew Brees, even though he is declining. Uh, I think that that entire organization is really um, just selling out this year. And they're they're really looking for this to be the season. So I think they're going to have a big turnaround week, big bounce back week. And uh, I think the Saints over the Packers. I like the three-point spread. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, I think it might be maybe a touchdown. I think you're out of your mind. I think Green Bay wins by two touchdowns. Really? Um, I am taking the over as well. Uh, has anyone else seen Aaron Rodgers? I mean, well, let's yeah. go down the list here. So Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams. Drew Brees does not have Michael Thomas. Um the uh, Packers have the best running back, Aaron Jones, in the league, and the Saints have probably the most underwhelming running back in the league, in Alvin Kamara, who's actually their leading receiver right now, too, because they have no one else. Um, and then you go defenses. Yeah, the Saints have Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore, but they don't really get too much of a pass rush outside of Cam Jordan. Um, the Packers have Preston Smith and Zedarius Smith, who both had over 10 sacks last year. Aaron Rodgers has six touchdowns, no picks. Drew Brees, three touchdowns, one pick, um, about two. 150 less yards. I'll take Aaron Rodgers and the Packers all day by two touchdowns. Well, nevertheless, it's going to be an exciting Sunday night game. Oh, absolutely. Um, but another game I've been looking at and that I've been circling on the calendar is the Cowboys and Seahawks. I was just about to get to that. Uh, the Seahawks Open is a pretty large favorite, five and a half points. Um, and I like Seattle. Yeah. I'm taking Seattle. I take Seattle all day. Um, I think it's going to be evident again. Dak is playing a, a good defense. So No, Dak's playing a terrible defense. Well, I mean, Dak's going to put up stats, but he's somehow going to lose. He's somehow going to lose. Dak's going to literally put up 450 yards. This, this, this defense is terrible. They're last in sacks, dead last, dead last in passing defense. They've let up the most passing yards of any defense in the league so far. Terrible defense. Dak is going to put up uber amounts of points, but he's still going to lose because – Maybe throwing but not running the ball. Seattle because well against the run. They do do well against the run, but – Russell Wilson's going to, again, prove that he's a, a better quarterback, and he's going to prove that Dak doesn't deserve that top-dollar contract. He wants more than Russell Wilson. He's going to pr- prove that he doesn't deserve that. Yeah. Um, and I think, look, Russell Wilson's completing 83% of his passes. That's, that's, that's disgusting. That's 83% of his that's passes. That's unheard of. Nine touchdowns, one interception, 610 yards on the year, and he has 11 incompletions. That's crazy. It's like it's not even real stats. He's insanely uh, amazing. And I think yet again we're going to see that Dak with a better defense, a better offensive line, better weapons, better running back, better all, all uh, pretty much everything that you can get other than coaching, better than da- uh, than Russell Wilson. Yet Russell Wilson's still going to look like the better quarterback and he's going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean um, – So who, do you uh, – you like, I like Seattle – I don't like Seattle to cover. I think it's going to be kind of close, but I do – I like the over. I think a lot of points are going to be scored. I like Seattle. I like Seattle to cover, and I like the over. I think it's going to be really high scoring, but I think Seattle wins by four and a half. Easy. Um, all right, San Fran and the New York football giants. San Fran starting Nick Mullins at quarterback. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is out along with pretty much their whole team. That's why they're only a three-and-a-half point favorite. I still like them to win. I still like them to cover. Um, the Giants are a tire fire. Daniel Jones isn't that good. They don't have Saquon Barkley. They are 
pretty much toast. I do like the under, though. There's not a lot of skill in this game. No, there's <laughs> Saquon's not. out. Jimmy Garoppolo's out. George Kittle's out. Bosa's out. Bosa's out, which, I mean, that would actually help the, uh, the under. But anyway, yeah, there's just not a lot of skill in this game. I'll take the under. I'll take San Fran to cover. Um, Chicago-Atlanta, very intriguing matchup. What are you thinking? I'm going to take Atlanta, even though I know I should probably never bet Atlanta. I'm going to take them anyway. Uh, they are favored three and a half over Chicago. I'm going to take the Falcons. If they disappoint me this week, I'm off them for like. I'm going gonna, gonna to take the Falcons as well, just because I think I think Mitch Trubisky's so, so limited. Mm-hmm. He has looked better this year. I'll give him that, but he's just not a good quarterback. I'll take Matt Ryan with all those weapons. And um, they haven't been the Bears haven't been getting really good pass rush, which is weird because they normally do. They usually have that really strong D line, and yeah. just not seeing it this year. Yeah, I, I agree. That is the first game of the early window, though. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, the one o'clock game. Um, let's go with uh, we got Washington and Cleveland. I think this is a really big game for Baker Mayfield. It's huge. Um, with Washington's front, uh, with their front four, with their front seven, even um, they get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They sacked Carson Wentz eight times. And uh, statistically speaking, Baker Mayfield is the is actually worse. He's the 33rd best quarterback under pressure, uh, pass rating wise in the league, which actually means that there's a backup quarterback with enough minimum attempts to actually be better than Baker Mayfield uh, in that regard. So I think it's going to tell a lot about Baker's limitations um, going forward. If you think about it, the coach didn't draft him, the GM didn't draft him. They don't have a lot of ties. To them. This is a, a this is a prove year for Baker. He's got to yeah. prove himself. Yeah. And if he can't do it against not even a great team, but a good pass rush. Um, that's going to be a problem. So I think it's a big week for Baker. Yeah, he has to play out of his mind like he did against uh, against the Bengals last. And week. the thing is, we talk about out of his mind, and he only went for like 250 yards and and, and two touchdowns. Yeah, and he didn't even play that good. He only threw he only threw 23 times. He only completed I think 18 of the passes. Yeah, and and he was out of his mind. Yeah, and that's I think the new reality for Baker. He's just not that great. He's no. a very average He's a game quarterback. managing quarterback. Um, here, I will get to Bengals-Eagles. Oh, okay, yeah, Bengals-Eagles. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Carson Wentz needs to figure it out and figure it out quick. Yeah, Joe Burrow is having a way better year than Carson Wentz right now. Joe uh-huh. Burrow's got 500 yards. They both have about 500 yards, but uh, Burrow's got three touchdowns, one pick. Wentz, two touchdowns, four picks. Who are you going here? I, I, I trust Carson Wentz to get back on track. I trust the better coaching staff with Doug Peterson and company. I trust the better organization. Mm-hmm. To prevail with between two organizations that look lost right now, I do like um, the more structured one. I like the better quarterback. I think, you know, he's a more proven quarterback. He's better long term. I think um, I will take Philly. the The point is uh, five points towards Philly. Uh, the over under is forty seven and a half. I like Philly to cover. Actually, I, I don't think it's going to be all that close. I think it really, really clicks for Carson Wentz and company this week. Um, the over under is forty seven and a half. I do like the under though. Okay. Um, I would, I would take the Bengals if they had an offensive line. I think if the Bengals have any sort of a remnants of an offensive line, they have a shot against the zero and two Eagles this week, who don't have much momentum and who are confused and looking at their quarterback like, what is going on? Yeah, I would take the Bengals if they had the O line. They do not. So give me the Eagles. I like the Eagles. Um, minus the five. Points, yeah. I, I like them to cover, and I'm gonna take the under because I don't think this game is gonna be all that high scoring. Yeah, I mean, uh, two not really great offenses right now. No. Um. All right, we'll go to one of my favorite teams to watch is Arizona. 
Um, I've actually watched more Arizona games, more Arizona highlights, more Arizona games than I have in, in like four years previously combined. So um, Arizona uh, or Detroit travels to Arizona. Arizona is a six point favorite over under 55 and a half. Um, seemed a little bit of a high over, but I'm going to start by saying I will take the over um, because neither of their defense are, are good. Um, and as much as we, I don't like Detroit, they're 0 and 2. Remember the guy said they were going to the Super Bowl? I laughed at him and proved yeah. him wrong. Yeah. Um, they can still score points. You know, Arizona's defense is not good. Matt Stafford can push the ball downfield, he has weapons to push the ball downfield. So, I, if you have anyone in this game in fantasy between Detroit and Arizona, start them. It's going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kyler look is going to look really good again. Um, Kyler's looked really good so far. Oh, yes. I mean, I mean, statistically, Matt Stafford's been a better passer, but I think what Kyler brings to the table um, in timely plays along with the running game, I mean, he leads the, the team in rushing. Did you see that touchdown he scored where he, like, skipped? Skipped halfway. in midair. Yeah, yeah, he's incredibly talented. He's insanely talented. He's so good. Yeah, he's really um, I mean, So yeah, a great arm. I will, I will take Arizona. I'll take the points even, and I will take um, the over. Yep. I'm gonna do the same. Um, let's go to Tampa Bay and Denver. That should be that should be exciting. I like that. You think you think Tommy continues to look decent? I think Tom wins this one. Um, I think so too. I mean, they're they're, they're starting Jeff Driscoll over yeah. on the other sideline. He looked good against Pittsburgh. Yeah, he looked lot. fine in the, in the third quarter. He looked all right. He I looked mean, fine. I, Tampa Bay's defense is really good, and I like them to shut them down. I take the under, and I'll take Tampa Bay with the points at yep. six. Um, let's go to Tennessee and Minnesota. Tennessee's a three-point favorite. The total, the over/under is fifty. Um, what do you think? Um, I like. Mm, dang. The, the the Minnesotas look terrible, and um, the Titans have looked really good. Yeah, but then you also have to remember, like the Vikings, they can shock. All right, you know I am going to shock the world. I'm going to pick the Vikings. I think they do have a bounce-back week. In my head, I'm thinking, hmm, they might have a bounce-back week. But look at Tannehill. Six touchdowns, no picks. He's looked good. I take the Titans. Yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I want to take the Titans. And I don't think it's going to be – I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be that large of a spread. I mean, there's a th- it's a three-point three spread. spread. So it's tough to even say that they're going to um, – that Minnesota's going to cover that. I think Tennessee will cover. I think Tennessee's going to win by more than three points, actually. Okay. I actually am going to take the under, though. Yeah, I wouldn't take the over on this game because of I just think Tannehill, bad. yeah, Tannehill's good, but I don't think he's going to put up an uber amount of points, and that Tennessee defense is decent, and, and Kirk Cousins looked terrible, so. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to take the over when Kirk Cousins looked so bad last week yeah. against a good defense like Tennessee has, so. Yeah, I'll take um, the under. All right, we got. Uh, Raiders-Pats? Yeah, we'll go to Raiders-Pats. <laughs> um, I do like New England, actually. Actually, you know what? No, yeah, I do. I, like I do. I do. At home, Bill Belichick. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting game, though. I think the Raiders look really good. I think they give them a run for their money. No, yeah, I, I think the Raiders look good. I don't like the six point spread. I think it's way less than six points. I, I think, think it's it's, it's like a, yeah, two three point game. Um, the over under is forty seven and a half. I do like the under. Yeah, because I, I just think um, with how talented that defense is for New England. With uh, Stephon Gilmore, just how well coached they are. Oh, so they're so well. They're I mean, their schemes a, are incredible. They're just a very disciplined defense, and it shows. I agree. Um, so yeah, I'll take New England. I won't take the points, and I'll take the under. Yeah. 
Uh, let's get to the Jets at the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis is going to steamroll the Jets. I'm not even going to get into it. The, the spread's 11 and a half. I take the, I will take Indianapolis to win by three touchdowns, um, and I will take the under because I think the Jets will not even score that much. Mm-hmm. I would not really be surprised at all if it was like 35-3 when you look up at the end of this game. Yeah. Um, the over-under is 43 and a half. Like I said, I'll take the under. <coughs> oh, excuse me. What are you thinking? Um. I like Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, I think the Jets are just so awful. They're they're abysmal. It's not even going to be a close game. Two, three touchdown game. Colts win. Um, Um, We got Carolina and the LA Chargers to wrap up our uh, our prediction. Oh, wait, wait, we got the the, Texans. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, So, yeah, Carolina, LA. uh, LA opens as a six and a half point favorite. I don't like that. I really don't. I think they're they're going to end up starting Justin Herbert again. He's still young, I th- although he did look good. He's still young, and I, it's hard to give that many points to to a guy making his second career start. Yeah, with no good. OTAs, no no yeah. preseason. I agree with you, but I he looked good, and I'm excited to see how he kind of plays. No, out yeah, I 100 percent agree. I'm just not comfortable giving him saying, "Oh yeah, Justin Herbert's going to go out there and win by more than a touchdown." Carolina's not a bad team. They only lost to uh, everyone likes Vegas right now. They only lost to Vegas by four points. Mm-hmm. So I mean. Um, I, I do like the Chargers to win. I think Justin Herbert leads them to a win, but I don't think it's just, uh, by a touchdown or more. Yeah, the over/under is forty-four. I do like the over though. Um, Carolina could put up some points. Teddy Bridgewater is a is a really good quarterback. He is. He's proven himself. I mean, really, he's not a bad quarterback. I'd put him in the same category as Derek Carr. I would too. Um, Carson Wentz has to win this week for to keep him in the elite category. For personally, I think yeah, yeah. Um. Um, I think I dropped him. I'm, I'm going to drop him down right now. I think he's down to that category with like Derek Carr. Actually, no, I'll, I'll keep him up one category. Give, I'll give him another week. Yeah, I'll give him another week. Well, we'll reevaluate that. Maybe we'll talk about that on Things Monday. Things are weird this year, man. It's, it's maybe Corona. I'll t- yeah, maybe I'll know, talk about that on Monday or Wednesday or something. Yeah, maybe re rank our quarterbacks yeah. or like 2020 quarterbacks so yeah. far. Um, um, and then Texans Steelers. Um, finish it out. Finish out the predictions. Um, Pittsburgh is favored. Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Um, according to what Fox bet. Yep. Um, I like the Steelers. I like the Steelers' pass rush. I like the Steelers' defense. Um, and Ben looks good. Our offense looks good. If Deontay Johnson can just not be the stupidest player in the NFL for like a game. <laughs> well, it's only be- it's only the start of it though, too, because he's our leading receiver. Yeah. But like he plays every single first half that I've seen from him. So he doesn't far. look good. He looks terrible. He fumbled the jet sweep last week. Uh, what week one he muffed that first punt. So I, I do. I also like the Steelers. Um, I think they do need to button some things up. I don't like the four and a half point spread. I think it's actually a pretty close game. Deshaun Watson will yep. keep them in it enough. And if you look at the Steelers historically. Um, outside of that game last year versus Lamar, they really don't do well against running quarterbacks. I think uh, Deshaun's really special in keeping his eyes downfield and stuff. And I think people say that our secondary is really good, and I agree. But I think um, it's really easy for your secondary to look good when they're only covering for two, three seconds because our pass rush is there. You yeah. know, the quarterbacks we play against have to get the ball out within three seconds or they're down. Um, so I think that helps the secondary. I think what the problem with Deshaun is he extends plays, and I don't think our DBs. I mean, look at Joe Hayden. He's been in the league, like, what, in nine years? Steven Nelson isn't necessarily a young guy either. Yeah. Um, at I mean, this point in their careers, they're not guys that are that can really Minka cover over, for, for nine. Minka over, over the for, top for six, is really six seconds. Really, yeah, I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick over the top is really the only really I mean, Terrell Edmonds are the really good young secondary guys. guys but Edmonds is not that all that good. Um, 
that, that I still like the Steelers. That's what I'm saying. That's the that's that's where I could see them having some trouble. Yeah, I agree. Um, and if they can just like please, like once they maybe get a lead, maybe keep, keep it, it and don't maybe. play prevent defense. Keep going after the quarterback. Hit Deshaun Watson. This is just stomp get him on, on the ground. Stomp on their throat when you have the chance. When you have them down and you can just take the life right out of them, please do it. I mean. I don't see any reason why I should be holding my breath, almost having a heart attack on my couch. Every watching watching Jeff Driscoll almost <clears throat> win the game for him last yeah, week. Cu- uh, watching a backup quarterback drag a team back from being down like two touchdowns and then almost win it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, that was concerning. Yeah, so if I can like not see that again, that'd be really cool. But, yeah, that'd be greatly appreciated. But I do like Pittsburgh. Like um, Pittsburgh. Do you like the over under forty six and a half? I think I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the under. I think our defense does hold, you know, a little bit, and I I don't think. Our offense is all that impressive, you know, um, and they're good, but I, I do like the under. Okay. Um, I can't wait to – we're not going to talk about it, obviously. I can't wait for Monday night, though. I know. Uh, we'll be able the to Chiefs that. at the Ravens, that is going to be such a good game. We'll be able to predict that. You'll I'm, get that I am on our so, so excited. We should get that Monday episode out as early as possible this week. Yes, so absolutely. Um, I am I'm thrilled to watch that. That's going to be the game of possibly the season. I'm not – like – Oh yeah, I mean they're watching dude, Mahomes and the Chiefs versus Lamar and the Ravens. It's going to be it's going to be wild and entertaining. Oh yeah, um, but guys, a lot of big games this week in the NFL. A lot of story games. You know, you got you know you got Baker and the Browns trying to prove himself. You got um, Carson Wentz trying to keep his job. To be honest with you, he looks terrible. Um, then you got the the old guys like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees going at it. You got Dak um, trying to go into Seattle and get a win. Um, so a lot a lot of good stories, a lot of good games this week. So. It's get on your TV, get red zone, do whatever you got to do, watch yeah. the games. Yeah. Um, and, hey, before you watch the games, though, listen to the issue. Yep, and check out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Um, Absolutely. We will be tweeting out this Sunday. We'll be, uh, you know, we'll be all over it. So make yep. sure you're uh, keeping up with us and keeping up with what's going on. But until Monday, that was the issue.